0: You're listening to a People of Note podcast as heard on Classic 1027. Good evening and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch and this program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. In it, I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. Tonight, my guest is Andres Aldrich, who comes from Brackpan, I think. That is correct. Uh, and he's a singer. And just in this time of COVID, uh, we don't have a lot of concerts, so it's not possible to hear him at the moment, but he will tell you about various things that are coming up. But it's very nice to have you on the program.
1: Thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Richard. I'm delighted to be here. But your day job is not singing. No, unfortunately. Well, uh, music can't provide um, as we Certainly not to. at the moment. No, no. So I'm actually a bookkeeper. I'm in finance. Where? At the Pilates PC-12 Center in Jamston. Okay, so you're flying high. Indeed <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, and that's what
0: you would like to do very much is be a singer of note. Of course. Um And you must tell us your, your story, how you came to be involved in singing, because this was not, although you were keen on music, it was not
1: always going to be something that captured you as strongly as it has. No, it hasn't. So it started in, in, we were on holiday in Durban. And this specific Sunday evening, there was nothing on TV. So I switched on the radio. And a very well-known presenter said, and now we're going to listen to what must be a world record of one of our own singers who sang The Queen of the Night more than 520 times in four languages. And I thought, oh, wow, this, this is quite extraordinary. Let's hear it. And when that music started, my goodness, I, I can't explain to you what went through me. And that voice just started and this voice lifted. And I thought, is this humanly possible to create a sound like that? And the, the coloratura went to a top F that it can break glasses. I tell you, it's the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. Once the audio was finished on a very dramatic note, um, the presenter said, and that was Mimi who with Der Holerage from Die Tauberflute. And I immediately wrote down her name and I needed to know what this, I need to know more about what this woman does. Next day I went to get a CD from her and I was hooked. (laughs) I knew then, then I need to do the same that she did there because it was magic. It's very interesting
0: how these things happen because I know uh, Pretty Yende tells a similar story about he, she watched, uh, if you remember there was an advertisement for British Airways which had the flower duet on it. Yes, yes. She heard that. And she said, "Actually, I want to sing." You see, like that. Yeah. You see, opera speaks to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. Um, I think because of its emotional content, it's indeed. a powerful medium. It's a powerful yes. medium. Yeah. Yes, very much so. And you've obviously found the same as you've gone on through the years. Now that was
1: ten years ago. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And I might I say, a lot has happened in that ten years. Mm. And I look forward to the next ten years and the next twenty years.
0: Yeah. Actually, well, we're uh, going to hear about that as we go through the program. But let's listen to. Your first choice, which is Mimi Kurze singing uh, from the Magic Flute, Der Hölle Rache, and this is the SABC Orchestra under Anton Hartmann. This was recorded in 1956. That's correct. So it's something of uh, a sort of archive recording.
1: Indeed. And isn't it amazing, when I met Mimi, I told her that a recording you made more than 50 years ago changed my entire life, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's amazing if one thinks of it. Yeah, here it comes. That was
0: Mimi Kurze singing... Die Hölle Rache from the Magic Flute, and the SABC Orchestra was conducted by Anton Hartmann. That was made in 1956. It's the choice of Andris Aldrich, who's my guest in People of Note. Where were you living at that time when when you got this,
1: well, you said you were in Durban. But where was your home at that time? My home at that stage was in Hutzbreit. It's um, near Gosh, the Kruger National yeah. Park. It's very far. It's a small little little town. And hot. And very hot. <laughs> <laughs> so we stayed there for almost 17 years. And then in 2013, we moved back to Brakpan, which is actually I see as my hometown because my grandparents lived there for more than 55 years. And my parents got married there. And so it's a part of me. And is there music in your family? My grandmother uh, was a classical pianist but also my sister, she was also a classical pianist and when we moved to Hutzpred in 1997, we moved in uh, the 1st of August and she would have played grade 8 UNISA the following year but unfortunately in October she died in a car crash.
0: Oh that's very sad um, and she was obviously a pianist, Did Indeed. Uh, did you also study piano in those days or not?
1: I started so after her death,: um, It's always difficult having
0: an old oh, was she older than
1: you? Yes: 16 years actually you so see. There are, I guess the you know, say a lot, Lamiki, <laughs> because there is 11 and 14 years between me and my brothers, and then 16 years between me and my sister. Wow. Um, So after her death, the piano stood in the house. It wasn't being used. And then when I went to grade one, there was a music teacher. And I said to my mother, I want to play piano. So I started and I was 10 years with with a teacher.
0: Yeah, it's always difficult when, I was going to say, when you've got an older sibling, even worse when it's an older sibling, sort of 10 or 11 years older who's already very good, yes. and you think, how can I ever get as get good as stages. that?
1: Exactly, yeah. because I still, I still remember, I was three years old when she died, but I still remember playing her uh, playing the Moonlight Sonata, especially yeah. the third movement, which is quite a difficult piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah
0: so it's amazing the effect that uh, that has on you, or the effect of people in your family whom you've heard play. Mm, mm. I mean, my, my children are not professional musicians, but they remember the music around the house a lot. Indeed. And I presume that this uh, minute waltz of Chopin has some memories for you.
1: Indeed it does, so I know that my sister also played it and also at this stage I'm actually busy learning it because I do still play piano and I enjoy it thoroughly. And I also I teach piano, so for me it's, it's wonderful.
0: And this is Lang Lang performing the minute waltz by Chopin. That was music by Chopin played by Lang Lang, the choice of andres Aldrich, who's my guest in People of Note. Well, you said you're still learning the piano. This is uh, obviously you built up uh, over the years,
1: yes. but it's it's not easy. Are you still having lessons? Not at this stage because I simply don't have the time anymore. I was going to say, you sound pretty busy. I am incredibly busy because, you know, I have a full time job. I teach piano after hours and weekends. I on a Saturday, I still study towards my degree in accounting. So I'm, I'm rather busy and also I need to prepare for concerts and yeah. I have to exercise the voice.
0: And of course, uh, Radio is not like television where you can see who I'm interviewing and uh, I take it you're still relatively young and I'm thinking of our audience now because (laughs) they can't see you. So how old are you? I'm turning 27 in August. Yeah. So for the listeners, uh, Andres is still quite a young man (laughs) and uh, still building up his career and his way in life. And... It's always a, a, a problem fitting everything in, and it's a time when you are very busy. Always mm, when you're mm, indeed, when you're indeed. developing but, your career.
1: I must also say, with the piano, when we moved back to Hutz, uh, to Brakban in 2013, I got to a gentleman uh, called Mr. Atikok who helped me with with piano. Who was absolutely wonderful. And then in, 2000, in, wait, in 2011, when I saw the Blacktown Ensemble for the first time. I remember seeing this lady come on the stage, oh my goodness, and she was wearing a black evening gown, and she looked flawless, and that hair is perfect, and she went to sit behind that piano, and she started playing, and it was Susanne Stienkomswanapu, and I knew there and then I need to get lessons from that lady because I want to play like that. Oh, and she's been a guest on this program indeed, as well. Indeed. indeed. And so, I had lessons with Susan in 2016 for a year, and it's the most wonderful time I've ever had of uh, receiving yeah. music studies. And obviously
0: you've met quite a lot of people in the business now because yes. uh, you've got quite a, a list of singers and, and your choices of music are quite interesting as well. Yes, so you. for our listeners, you're in for a sort of an operatic evening. <laughs> uh, in many ways, uh, f- the best that South Africa has had to offer Indeed. over over many years, which is a lot of good ones. Yes, Because one of our, the amazing things about South Africa is that we've punched above our weight in producing singers of note indeed yeah
1: indeed and they need to be remembered because I, I take for myself No, we've got all these wonderful singers like emma renzi and nelly de toy dion van der walt marie Peer, and we just don't hear of them anymore and that's a shame because they've done so much they need to be remembered yeah. and strangely
0: enough especially emma renzi actually who's also been a guest on this program uh, who had a very distinguished career yes i yes. mean she's
1: what age is she now? She must be in her nineties. She's turning ninety-five this year, and still teaching. Yes, indeed. this is the unbelievable thing. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> music keeps you young. <laughs> it does,
0: and I can see I'm going to be kept busy until I drop too, which whenever that is, which will be quite incredible. So let's look at your next choice now, which is um, some singers who were famous in their day. Lawrence Folly, whom I worked with many, many years ago, and Barbara Fienemans. Just yes. tell us about them and then about the piece that you've chosen.
1: Perfect. So, Barbara Fienemans is legendary in, in South Africa. Um, she comes from the famous Fienemans family, and she's got a very unique voice. It's a shame that actually there's not much much more recordings of her. So I I decided I would like to have this in and they're singing um, one of the duets from Mozart's Don Giovanni. And interesting enough, they sing it in Afrikaans. So it's called My Hart Verstaan.
0: That was an aria or duet from Don Giovanni by Mozart. The singers were Barbara Feernemans and Lawrence Folly. And again, the National Symphony Orchestra was directed by Anton Hartman. And there's another name. I mean, this is this is a very interesting collection of music because it's so historic mm. in a way. Anton Hartman did a lot for music in yes. South Africa.
1: Yes, yeah. and also he needs to be remembered. Yeah. I actually wish there was more information available of him because I know actually yeah. very little about him.
0: When I first came to Joburg, and we're now talking 40 years ago, uh, he was uh head of music at witz university wow. so when he retired from oh. sabc he then went and became head of music for a while at wow. witz he was a very good administrator mm-hmm. and uh he he got that department up and running wow. it was amazing wonderful um but his his name is sort of legendary in South Indeed. Africa. he and edgar cree yes and david Tidbold. david Tidbold. there were lots of people like that around and what we're doing in tonight's program just for our mm-hmm. listeners is really exploring some of these interesting people that were around in years gone by and who are almost unsung heroes. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. And my guest is Andris Aldrich, who is from the East Rand, and you're a singer yourself, right? And yes. and you were talking about Mr. Ati Koch. Yes. How how did you come to be a
1: singer? So after I heard Mimi I knew I wanted to, to sing. Yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, Hutspreit was very small and there was not, not a lot well of singing teachers, teachers in Hutspreit. No, <laughs> especially not opera. <laughs> so, when we moved back in 2013, I decided I need to look for a teacher. So, uh, eventually I went, I thought the best place would be to ask the organist of the, the local church. And the lady who played said to me, um, she doesn't think that she would be the perfect fit for me, but she knows of someone. And she gave me Ati telephone number. And I called him and I said, Mr. Cock, this is André speaking, and I please want lessons. And he said, please come audition for me. And I went to his house, and I, I played for him. With the was piano first. And we started talking, and I said, but I want to sing. And he says, good, because I'm also a vocal teacher, a classical vocal teacher. And I started my studies with him. And to this day, he still advises me and helps yeah. me and learn things I need to learn.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's very interesting uh, for singers, particularly. I think the relationship between a, a, a singing teacher and their pupils is a very special one. Very, yeah.
1: because if you have got a good teacher who's, who's by your side, you can go far. And also, I must say that there's a, a, another legend I met in the East Rand called Tippi De Cook, and she also helped me a lot, and amazing voice. Truly, one of the beautiful, most beautiful voices I've heard. She's in her 80s now, but she still has coloratura that role. Will amaze yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the uh,
0: sad things about South Africa, I think, is that we've had small pockets of good vocal teaching, yes. but it's never been a widespread thing. So, Indeed. I mean, there are a few people in Cape Town, some in Pretoria, Joburg, Raskan, East Rand, <laughs> East yes. Rand. Uh, but it's not a widespread thing. No, unfortunately I don't think. Not. Yeah. I agree. I, agree yeah. 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 I mean, there may be singing teachers listening to this who might be feel aggrieved by what I've said. But I think it's true that there are very few successful singing teachers in South Africa.
1: Yes, Yeah. I think also that Emma is one of our best.
0: Yeah, and look, uh, but but the one you've just mentioned, Tippy is 80-something. Yes. Emma is 90-something. Karla Emma,
1: She's wonderful. How old is she? I'm not sure how old Karla
0: is. (laughs) It's all a big (laughs) secret. (laughs) But I mean these people are now in their very senior years, indeed, yeah. and I know that the singing teachers in Cape Town too are beginning to
1: retire. Yes, now. and there's a big gap, and especially mm. I see with piano accompanists as well. Yeah. There's actually a big gap for them. Yeah. So
0: there you are. If you're listening to this and you've got uh, someone you know that's a singing teacher, then you need to help them and support them. Now, your next choice. Uh, is Michelle Fienemans. I presume that's Barbara's
1: daughter. That is correct. So Michelle was my first uh, dramatic coloratura I saw live. I will never forget she sang in that specific concert. She sang uh, both arias from Die Fleur de Maus. Uh, She sang the doll song from Tales of Hoffman, The Queen of the Nights. So it was all the the big coloratura arias. And I am known in the industry for having a thing for high notes. So uh, a coloratura is my favorite. And I will never forget how amazed I was at the sheer power she has in that voice. And she has absolute flawless phrasing. Everything is just, she's phenomenal. And I, I admired her immediately when I, when I heard her then. I always said, one day I want to sing with her. Yeah. <laughs> and you have. And I have. I have yeah. been very lucky. Uh, last year I made a recording of Schweigen from Die Lustige Witwe with Michelle.
0: And that's coming up after this. Indeed. But first we're going to hear
1: uh, May here. I'm sure is Mein Herr Marquis. Marquis. And in- also interesting as she ends the aria she goes to the G above top F yes. which is absolutely phenomenal.
0: <laughs> yeah well here it is Mein Herr Marquis but in Afrikaans Marquis may hear. This is from the Mouse by Strauss, uh, Michelle Fienemans and Paul Ferreira is accompanying. That was the Gauteng based singer uh, Michelle Fienemans, being accompanied by Paul Ferreira singing Mein Herr Marquis, or Marquis, may hear from Die Fledermaus by Strauss, the choice of Andris Aldrich, who's my guest in People of Note. Just a matter of interest, where do the Aldriches come from originally? From from England. From from
1: England? England, yes, I originate from England. Way um, back. Way back. Many years ago. And also very interesting. Um, if you listen on Pretty Yende's first album, A Journey, she sings the flower duet with a lady called Kate Aldrich. Yes. And if we go back in the family history, I am related to Kate. We are related. Okay. Yes. But
0: that, where was that recording made? I think it was in Italy. In Italy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Yeah, it's not a
0: name you come across all that often.
1: No. 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 It's actually quite seldom you hear it. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, now we talked briefly about uh, Lippenschweigen mm. and this is the first time on the program that you will be singing Yes, and uh, Andris is my guest in People of Note and he's joined by Michelle Fienemans for the famous uh, waltz duet from The Merry Widow. That was the famous waltz duet Lippenschweigen from The Merry Widow by Leha. and the two singers were Andris Aldrich and Michelle Fienemans, Andres is my guest in People of Note that's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027 it's broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8 and in it we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice Andres you have mentioned in in a note to me you mentioned that you've managed to organize concerts because yes. one of the difficulties of being a singer of course is that there are not many openings in opera, which is your great love, in South Africa. I mean, there used to be opera companies around the country, mostly gone now. There's one, well, and I wonder if COVID is going to take a further toll on this, because singing is something which seems to be like a super spreader. Mm. So singing is banned at the moment for many reasons, but there's a sort of, Almost an opera company in Cape Town. It used to be very strong Uh, and there have been various attempts over the years uh, up here at getting uh, opera companies going. Opera Africa, we had Gauteng Opera. There have been various Mm -hmm. uh, attempts by people and it's usually based around someone who's an enthusiast like yourself. And what you've done now is to start a series of concerts On the East Rand. That is correct. Tell us about that.
1: So when I started with uh, Mr. Koch, I realized... That's not me, by the way. No, no, that's Mr. (laughs) Atta Koch. (laughs) Um, I realized that you can learn a lot in class, but at the end of the day, you need that stage experience. And for young singers like myself to perform, there is no availabilities. So I went to my local church and they gave me their... um, facility they said I can use the the church building to do concerts there's a piano and there's a stage and let's do concerts so I thought oh this is my chance and I made a lot of friends in the industry and I said do you guys want to come and sing and by, by doing this also it doesn't just give me a platform to sing it also gives more experienced singers also a chance to sing and also I learn from them so we win-win. And I'm happy to say I've done more than 17 concerts like that now. And not just in East and also in Pretoria and hopefully in Johannesburg soon. Yeah,
0: because that's what you need, because it's that experience on stage that helps to build your confidence yes. and your knowledge of, yes. of the repertoire and Indeed. so on. Indeed. And what sort of concerts have they been? Have you had various singers in different combinations? Before?
1: Oh yes, yeah. oh yes, many. Um, if I think now quickly, I have Ilza Kucia, the wonderful coloratura also originates on Brakpan, and um, I had Loveline Modumo, I had Tabang I had all these wonderful and then also um singers that are less known, but also that needs to have the experience that performed with me yeah. and we mostly did opera and I think we did also operetta as well. Yeah.
0: And I see one of the singers that's appeared with you is Andiswa Makana also.
1: Yes, yes. So Andiswa was a very good friend of mine and she came to South Africa a few years ago and she said let's do concerts. So I arranged a series of concerts, uh, two was in the East End, and then we ended off with a, a big gala in Pretoria at the beautiful Casta Diva Boutique Hotel. We did a, a gala concert with Susan Swanepoel accompanied and Kurt Roby was the tenor that joined it was absolutely amazing i 'll never forget um Andiswa opened the program with Pache Pache dio and I still see susan son behind that piano playing and Andiswa sang, and when she did that last high note, there was silence and I looked to see what happened, and the audience was just their mouths were open, but then they broke out and they cheered and oh, it was phenomenal
0: yeah because um so Andiswa was based um in Germany Mm. at the moment. Not that there's much happening there either. Uh, But she was um, a winner of a masterclass. Well, she was chosen from a masterclass run during the Joburg International Mozart Festival, which would have been happening next week, but of course can't. And uh, she went to study in Cologne with Professor Prochka. Uh, And she's done very well there, but hasn't quite managed to get her foot in the Door yet. she's had some roles in AIDA. Aida she's a phenomenal had, Aida yeah. yeah and and she's done some fantastic concert work both here and in Germany nice. but hasn't yet sort of found her niche I yeah. don't think and it's it's wonderful that she comes back and then can get opportunities here uh, and we've talked a little bit about Emma Renzi and also Edgar Cree. And I see that this...
1: Where do you find these recordings, by the <laughs> way? <laughs> so I am a music enthusiast. I, I have so many recordings that one can't find. Yeah. So I went th- in my CD cupboard and I had a look and see and thought, hm, you know what, this is a chance for these people to be heard. Let's let's play it. Yeah. So this is from there. <laughs> yeah. And as we were saying earlier,
0: Emma Renzi was was... Uh, a phenomenal success in her day in Italy yes, um, and she's not well known here
1: which is very sad a very sad thing indeed yeah. indeed I think she's one of the best Lady Macbeths that ever sang yeah but she really had a distinguished career yes, yes. and here
0: she is uh, performing Vieni taffretta from Macbeth by Verdi she's singing with the National Symphony Orchestra of the SABC under Edgar Cree that was Emma Renzi singing Vieni taffretta from Macbeth by Verdi. Uh, she was performing with the National Symphony Orchestra under Edgar Cree. Let's talk about male singers now, because we've talked mainly about female singers. Let's talk about male singers, because we've also had some wonderful male singers from South Africa. Oh, yes. Um, Kurbi van Rendsburg, yes. uh, until he uh, had some vocal problem. Uh, was a fantastic Mozart singer, mm-hmm. now a very impressive director also yes, of opera in yes. Europe. Um, we've got some great young singers there at the moment. Uh, Siamonga and Sunny Boy Ladla.
1: Levi. Uh, Levi and, Strauss. Yeah.
0: yeah, and people in uh, Levi Sechapani. Yes. Uh, we've got people in America. Uh, there are quite a few good male singers, but perhaps the original and most famous one was Dion. I'm not sure he was the original one, we'll come to that in a moment, but Dion von der Waal was a fantastic tenor. Oh
1: yes, oh yes, and I think he excelled in Mozart. He truly had one of the most beautiful voices I've heard. I unfortunately never heard him live, but what I hear from the recordings it's it's phenomenal. Yeah,
0: I first met him when he was a student at Stellenbosch and we were doing uh, a performance of the Schutz Passion of St. John or something, I don't know what it was, in like 1981, I think. And he was the evangelist in that. And it was, uh, I mean, I'd never heard of him. He was still a student at the university, but he did a fantastic job. And he certainly went on to become something very special in oh, the world. Yes. We've got quite there quite a lot of recordings of him. Yes, yes. You know. We play some of them here. He does um, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream by Mendelssohn. There's oh, recordings wow. of him doing that. Various uh, recordings yes. of him. So he's, he's quite well known to our listeners. But also, he had a, a sudden and rather tragic end, Indeed. Uh, which was sad because he was at the height of his career when that happened.
1: Unfortunately. Yeah. Imagine if he lived another 20, 40 years, yeah. what we would have heard of him.
0: Yeah. But you've got him singing here, A se intorno from La Clemenza di Tito by Mozart. This is Dion van der Waal with the Munich Radio Orchestra. Under Ralph Weikert. That was the wonderful South African singer Dion van der Waalt performing with the Munich Radio Symphony Orchestra under Ralph Weikert. And he was singing Ah, se fossi intorno from La Clemenza di Tito by Mozart, the choice of Andris Aldrich, who's my guest in People of Note. And I see from your next choice that you're not neglecting South African music. No, <laughs> we need to uh,
1: encourage it and it
0: needs yeah. to be played more. Yeah. And we've got lots of very good composers oh, here, too, yes. yeah. oh, yes. and arrangers. They they do a fantastic job. Now, I have to say that I don't know of Tabang Sienakal.
1: Just tell me a bit about him. Oh, my goodness. Tabang I heard also in the Black Tie Ensemble, the first uh, in 2011. And, oh, my goodness, I think he's just one of the best baritones in South Africa. He sang with me last year in a concert I held at also at Casa Diva called Concert of Dreams. And he sang Corti from Rigoletto. My goodness, he gave me chills. I think he's absolutely brilliant and we need to hear so much more of him. And tell me, you've mentioned a couple of times Casta Diva. Just tell us what that is. Casta Diva is a, is a boutique hotel in Pretoria. And I'm very lucky that uh, I know the owners, uh, Charles Fritzma. And they um, sponsored me the, the actual building to hold concerts there.
0: And is it during a dinner or how does it happen?
1: Yes, uh, you can order dinner if you would like. It's usually before the concert. But during the concert, it's just, just the concert happening. Yeah.
0: And are you hoping to continue with those after lockdown I is after over? After
1: lockdown, I hope so. I truly hope that we can do something again yeah. because it's it's a, a wonderful platform to perform there. Yeah. And it's imp- in intimate. That's yeah. nice.
0: And I think we have to find new ways. I mean, I'm looking now at how we're going to come out of COVID, yes. and I think to start with, we may have to do uh, concerts outdoors, yes. uh, so we're looking at the possibilities of doing that, and as you know, around Joburg, there are lots of very beautiful gardens, oh, people yes. are very keen on gardening here. And there are many beautiful gardens around Joburg and I guess Pretoria as well. Yes, yes. Um, It's not always so easy to sing outdoors. No. (laughs) But I think we're going to have to come up with some new way
1: of doing concerts, at least to start with, until we're back to normal again. I agree. I agree. And also perhaps look again at uh, home concerts like they used to do many years ago.
0: (laughs) We're sort of going back in time. In time, indeed. And I think there are already lots of of home concerts in Johannesburg, and people need to open their homes because yes. some of them have big homes yes. with pianos. Yes, yes. Because that's what you need really to, to start with a concert. So, if any of you are listening and you've got a nice home that you might offer to do a concert, then please do contact us. And you can get you can send me your your emails. My my email is my name rcock, rcock at iAfrica dot com. R C O C K at IAfrica dot com. And if you would be interested in hosting a concert perhaps in your home, uh, m- remembering of course that musicians also need to live and eat, then uh perhaps the people who come to the concert could make a donation uh or instead of having dinner or something like that, because I mean even having dinner out at a restaurant can cost you three hundred, four hundred Rand now. That's and you can get a whole evening's entertainment. Maybe it could be sponsored by the people whose home it is, or people could bring food like a bring and share, yes. uh, as long as it's safe, of course. That's a very crucial part of the operation. Uh, but Loveline, you've also mentioned uh, before in this interview, Loveline, Meduma and Tabang Sienakal are going to perform now, and they're accompanied by uh, Trevor Nasser, who's a, a guitarist. Ma- guitarist yes. That is
1: correct. So this is quite a unique recording of, of Tula Baba.
0: Yeah, here it is. That was Tula Baba, a South African song performed by Loveline Mudumo and Tabang Sienakal, and they were accompanied by Trevor Nasser. Gosh, this is like a whole uh, historical survey of music <laughs> in South Africa. <laughs> Now,
1: another singer coming up next. This is, uh, you can tell us about her, Anina Wasserman. So, Anina, I met in 2019 um, with this concert I did for, for Casta Diva. I needed a soprano to sing. And I couldn't find one. And then eventually I saw Anina on Facebook and I thought, I wonder if she would be interested in doing a concert with me. So, I sent a very long message and... She replied to me and says, I would be delighted. And we did a concert, and I must say, we've become great friends. And I think she's got one of the most lightest and uniqueest uh, coloratura voices in South Africa. She's a true operatic nightingale.
0: Yeah. And she's singing a piece called De Mio Bene. Uh, do you know what it's from?
1: It, uh, it's actually a uh, vocalization by Proch. Yeah. So she she's, uh, does variances on, on a piece, De Tornamio Bene, and she goes up into those extreme high registers, which is beautiful, of course, with the flutes and all the nice things. So, why are you so hooked on Coloradura? <laughs> It's that high notes. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something. If you go past the high C, it's just I sit up yeah. straight and I listen. <laughs> it
0: tingles in your ears.
1: It does. And also, when I sit in a concert and, and I hear the, the soprano sings and like the regoletto, it's not actually written in the quartet to go to the high D on the end. But Joan Sutherland made it famous, of course. Mm. So when I sit there and they don't go to the high D, I think, ah, oh, what happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's Anina Wasserman singing "De Torno Mia Ben." That was the South African singer Anina Wasserman, uh, performing with an orchestra, De Torna Mio Bene, by Proch. And now we're going to come to one of the great tenors that came out of South Africa, uh, who gave his last concert ever here in Pretoria, I think it was, or.
1: Was it in Cape Town? Or Stella yeah. Uh,
0: also, a very, very sad and premature. End of a wonderful singer, Johann Boeutter. Yes, tell us about him.
1: Johann is, I think, as 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 known in opera. He's one of the ten best tenors that ever sang in opera stages. And isn't it wonderful to think he is South African? I think that is absolutely marvelous. Uh, I think he's also got one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. Unfortunately, also, again, I never heard him live. I would have heard him with that season at the Lindor Auditorium. I think you were conducting. I was. Yes. And unfortunately, that evening, he he couldn't perform. And another tenor step in for him. But I think he is absolutely wonderful.
0: Yeah. And he certainly had a very big career. He sang in all the major opera houses in the world. He, he was, was also
1: singer, wasn't he? I believe he I, was. I think
0: he yeah. was, yes. But uh, more important, perhaps, he was a great Wagnerian tenor. Yes,
1: which is very scarce.
0: Yeah, um, and he managed to uh, conquer all those stages. I, I don't know much about his background, though, where he came from. Do you know where he came from? I
1: think from? actually he originates from Rustenburg,
0: yeah. but
1: I don't know further of
0: him. Okay. It's amazing how many people did come from Rustenburg. It was a bit like Hootspreech, you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, then I'm very happy. There might be a possibility for me. <laughs> no, there, were,
0: there was obviously some something going on in Rustenburg because there are quite a few uh, musicians that I know that came from Rustenburg. Anton Nell, the pianist. Um, there was a, a fan- fantastic violinist who ran the uh, Derek Ochser, who yes. was at Blumfontein. And he, he taught
1: Prof. John Rues. Yeah, okay. there, lots of yo, people came yo. from
0: Rustenburg. And it must have been one of those little centers of mm. musical activity yes. in South Africa. And it would be interesting to hear from listeners if there are other centers around South Africa that have produced uh, more than their normal quota of musicians. And I'm sure there yes. will be places. That'll be very interesting. Bloemfontein is certainly one, although it's not such a small place. Mm. But the system that they had going there, the Musicon, produced a lot of excellent young musicians. musicians. Yes. Cape Town, Stellenbosch, of course, but who knows? There may be other places. Uh, there's wonderful music making going on in Port Elizabeth. Yes, yes. Um, you never know. Someone's going to come up with something. You this must please, be very just please write to me. My email address is r c o c k r at i dot com. Tell me about. Musical centers that you know of that have produced an unusual number of musicians around South Africa. I would be interested to hear. Right now, if Johann boerter came from Rustenburg, good for Rustenburg, because he was a fantastic singer. And he had that big repertoire under his belt. And Nessun Dorma is one of the great tenor arias. This is from Turandot by Puccini. And he's performing with the Radio Symphony Orchestra of Vienna. Under Paolo Carignani. The wonderful voice of Johann Boerter, the late Johann Boerter, performing with the Radio Symphony Orchestra of Vienna under Paolo Carignani, singing Nessun Dorma. Now, you are not a tenor. No. You're a, a baritone. I'm a baritone, a
1: lyric baritone, yes. Yeah. Have they got good repertoire too? Of course, indeed, <laughs> always. Um, at this stage, I prefer singing Mozart, because Mozart is just, oh, it's nice for the voice. You know, it keeps you in, in shape, it, and it's got all that nice aspects that you want in, in yeah. opera. So hopefully one day, I would still like to do a full opera. I would love to do the Papageno in of And, yeah. Now, uh, another thing that
0: I just noticed from your list of music here is the thing to do with musical families in South Africa. And there is a, one family, the G. Korsten and his son. Gerard, Gerard. uh have made an incredible impression in music in South Africa. Oh yes. Um Hey Corsten, when I was growing up was sort of the big thing in yes. in operetta and and
1: opera. opera and, and, and light and, music.
0: And light music. And you've got him down here singing with Leonora Fiermans. That's now how many Fimontses are there there's Michelle
1: Michelle okay, so let 's start from the beginning. There is Barbara Finnemans, yes. and then there's her sister Leonor Finnemans, and then Michelle Finnemans is barbara 's uh, daughter, and then Rochelle Fienemans is barbara 's granddaughter, so it 's a very musical family
0: yeah, and so it was good that we mentioned the the Corsten family also because yes. uh, there are other families the the Martens family, among string players uh, the uh, the other family was uh, the, uh, I'm trying to think of his name now, the De Groot family, of mm-hmm. course. No. There were lots of families. Maybe yes. that's another thing we can explore I think so on too. this program is musical <laughs> families. So, I don't, again, I don't know where you've come up with this recording of Che and Leonora Fienemans. This is A Song of Love from a New Life. That was Che Corsten and Leonora Fienemans singing A Song of Love from a New Life some forgotten cd
1: it's it's a movie actually okay it's a movie so they sang it in in the movie called a new life which is beautiful and i actually included in the program because ultimately i am a sucker for love and it's just it's one of those pieces that you truly feel the love when they sing it
0: (laughs) so there it was hey costen and leonora fienemans uh two members of musical families Jürgen Schwittering was the other family I was thinking of. Ah, ah, uh, uh, he used to lead orchestras around South Africa, fantastic violinist. And, of course, uh, in our own building, we have Kutluana Mosote. Yes. It's another amazing family. musical family. Yes. There are lots. Uh, the Machikiza family. Um, there are plenty of them and around. And Yende
1: and her sister. Pretty Yende and yes. her sister,
0: yes. And... Uh, Here's someone from the South African family, which is Puméza Machikiza,
1: also making a big name for herself. Yes, oh, isn't that just one of the most marvelous voices ever? I saw her in 2017, I believe. Um, Kutlano holds a, uh, hosts a concert called Opera Jewels, and she was the the artist that year. And I remember sitting in that audience, and she sang "Song to the Moon" and the Madame Butterfly aria, and I was just blown away by the beauty of that voice. I wonder if she's
0: connected to the other Machikisas, Todd Machikiza. I wonder. Yeah, it, well, you never know. Same clan. Uh, just, they're probably quite a big family, the Machikisas. But she's certainly making a name for herself, and uh, Song to the Moon is what you heard her sing. Yes. But here she is performing with the Aarhus Symphony Orchestra under Tobias Ringborg. That was the South African singer, Pumeza Machikiza. I'm very interested in following the careers of all these young singers also. She came out to sing at Starlight Classics Uh, one year. We had her down in Cape Town. In fact, I've just been viewing some footage because we're trying to put together uh, sort of the best of Starlight Classics from the past several years because that's what we're doing at the moment Mm. is trying to find online material that we can uh, combine and use. And so I've been watching her singing and she certainly makes an impression there too. What sort of repertoire do you, you said you like singing Mozart, Mm. but you can't only sing Mozart when you're singing in your concerts. So do Mm. you sing a variety of? I do, I do.
1: So usually it differs for me, it differs between. I always include uh, one or two arias from the big opera, an Operator Aria, a German leader. And of course, I do like my home language, which is Afrikaans. And I always do an Afrikaans art song. Of which there are many. Yes, beautiful ones, which is also unfortunately forgotten, and it's a shame because we need to hear it more. We have, we had, have and had wonderful composers yeah. that still needs to be heard. Yeah. And, uh, funny enough, Mimi has the the largest amount of recordings of of Afrikaans art songs, which I think is phenomenal, and it's it's something to keep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Art songs and leader concerts are quite difficult to sell. Yes. I must say, I've, unfortunately, over the last forty years, I've but been yet trying yet to do. The
1: music is to me, it's actually more beautiful, and it's actually more difficult to sing than opera, yeah. because it's it's very intense. Yeah. And what I like about it is that moment when you, especially German leader, when you and your accompanist are there, you become one, because you can't one can't go without the other. Yeah. So in fact, why don't we listen
0: to? one of those. Uh, there's a beautiful song you've got down on your list here called Heimweer. Yes. So maybe we should listen to one of these art songs. I, this is a famous one for Mimi also. She used yes. to sing this very often. Very often. And uh, I've certainly included it in concerts uh, over the years. Eslerou was probably one of the great contributors to the Afrikaans art song. Yes. Um, and he wrote this one, Heemweer, which has become famous. And Kurt Grobela, you also mentioned earlier. Yes. He's one of your co-conspirators in these concerts that you yes. put on.
1: Yes, um, I'm very fortunate to know Kurt. And he's also he's a wonderful yeah. artist. And I think he's got one of the most unique dramatic tenor voices in South Africa. The way he can lift that voice to notes that's unimaginable is wonderful.
0: So here it is, Heemweer by Eslerou Marais. This is Kurt Grobola, and he's accompanied by Rudolf Heldenheis. That was the South African tenor, Kurt Grobola, and he was performing Heimvier by Esler Rumare, and the accompanist was Rudolf Heldenheis. The choice of Andris Aldrich, who's my guest in People of Note. In a way, this sounds like South African Opera Stars of Yesterday and Today, this program, which is actually the name of your Facebook group.
1: That is correct. So I started last year the, the Facebook group called South African Opera Stars of Yesterday and Today. And my goal with this group is I saw the need that our legends of yesterday needs to be remembered. They need to have a voice to still be heard. But also, we have got so many wonderful artists that still sings in South Africa that we never hear. And this is a platform that I've created for everyone to be remembered and to remember now by.
0: And just uh, can you give us some names? I mean, there's one name coming up now, George fouri for yes. example, which is not a name well known to me. Just so tell me about him.
1: There's a very funny story about George. I heard um, George fouri on a recording with Mimi where he sang the Uh, regulator scene in act two and also the um, la traviata scene with the soprano and something about his voice reminded me about my own and i fell in love with this baritone voice and he's actually the first baritone i really took notice of and i asked mimi for information about him because i couldn't find anything on google and she could give me some information but not everything I wanted to know. So years went by that I asked people and they couldn't give me a lot of information. And then, funny enough, with this group that I created, I posted this uh, um, recording of him and probably about a month later, someone commented, thank you for posting this. George Fury was my father. Okay. And it was his daughter that commented. So I immediately sent her a message and I said, I would like to get in contact with you. And isn't it a, a small world? She lives in America. Yeah. And uh, That group brought us together and I could find my information I wanted about George. So just
0: tell me about the the website, though, or the Facebook group, South African Opera Stars of Yesterday and Today. Is that where people go on Facebook? Yes, Yes, that is correct. So if you want to join that Facebook, there it is, South African Opera Stars of Yesterday and Today. Uh, and
1: you can, uh, what is on there? Uh, do you put recordings on there as well? Yes, there's recordings. And I, I also try and post photos about Turk um, and Pact and, you know, all those glorious operas in South Africa. And all the stars we had with also biography. So one can read up on the specific artist.
0: And another name that you've mentioned in your message to me was Joseph Gabriels. This is a very interesting story because he came out of the Aon group, yes. I think, in Cape Town.
1: Yes. He's one of the most marvelous tenors, I think, who came out of South Africa. Yeah,
0: and I only came to hear of him very recently when I, I bumped into someone who, who had been in Turin, I think, where, mm. I think, he, is he still alive?
1: I think so. Yes, and he and his industry. wife
0: live in Turin, I yes. think, and this person mentioned that they'd met him there, mm. and they were trying
1: to sort of promote him as, as a product of South Africa that I'd absolutely never heard of. It's a shame. And, you know, he sang in the Met and all yeah. the most important opera houses. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're these sort of, I, I don't want to say lost uh, people from our history, but there are people who went overseas unbeknown to yes. us, really, and yes. made a career for themselves. And it's very nice that you are sort of digging them up, as it were, <laughs> uh, and, and making them better known. So that is the the Facebook group is called South African Opera Stars of Yesterday and Today. And you can find things out about them. And here comes. Did we play George Fourier? No. Here's George Fourier with the Vienna Folks Opera Orchestra. That was the South African singer George Fourier performing with the Vienna Folks Opera Orchestra, singing music by Verdi from Rigoletto. And then we come to. Uh, another young South African singer, Golda Schultz, who sang I think at the last night of the proms in London mm. last year, was yes, it? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Again, people here generally don't know much about Golda Schultz. No. Tell um, us about her.
1: Also, I mean she sang in the Met, so she was Pamina on top of Luta, and, and oh, it's one of the most beautiful soprano voices. I heard her here in South Africa also with the Opera Jewels concert, and I was blown away by the beauty. She sang the uh, the from Fleur de and I tell you that voice that lifted over that entire orchestra it was amazing truly truly wonderful
0: and uh, she's singing uh, with yeah. Diana Damrau here yes. uh, with the orchestra of La Scala under Franz Welzer this is uh, Que Suave Zeffiretto from The Marriage of Figaro by Mozart that was the voice of Golda Schultz uh, joined by Diana Damrau with the Orchestra of La Scala under Franz Welser-Merst. And I well remember Franz welser coming out here in the early 90s with the London Philharmonic Orchestra, I think it was, when he gave a concert. We did the Ninth Symphony with him in the City Hall. I remember because I helped provide one of the choirs for that. So it's amazing how many people have visited here yes. over the years too. Not so many singers, but certainly conductors and uh, instrumentalists.
1: But also singers. I mean, if you look back, I mean, we had Montserrat Cabelier, who was in South Africa. Um, There's there's many, many, many big artists that was in South Africa that sang here.
0: In the heyday in of the heyday.
1: operas. Here. Yes. You know, if I, if I sit back and I always think of Aunt Tippy that, that tells me all these most wonderful stories of how opera was in, in South Africa, I actually can't believe in the photos, of course, that they show me. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. I, one can't believe it. Yeah,
0: And there are collections of these photographs around, too. In, in Cape Town, in the University of Cape Town, there's a sort of green room for the Baxter Theatre, which has a whole collection of amazing photographs. there of all the people who visited wow. South Africa. It's quite wow. incredible. Uh, but here come another two now, uh, singers that were sort of legends when I arrived here. Uh, they predated my arrival here uh, back from when I was my years in the UK, Doris Brash and Anna Bender. Anna Bender had been the uh, accompanist at the SABC. Mm. Uh, Doris Brash was just a name. I don't think I ever met her. Just tell us about this, uh, Andi
1: Muzik. So Doris is very well known in, in especially Afrikaans community for actually her children's songs, especially one in particular, Dilapop. La Pop. But actually Doris was a classical singer and she's actually much more than just the, the lady that sang Dilapop. La Pop. So this is a recording that I have of her that is quite rare and she sings Andy Musik by Schubert and she's accompanied by Anna Bender
0: two legends, South African opera stars of yesterday and today, Doris Brash uh, accompanied by Anna Bender. And actually the the accompanists are usually like the hidden figures behind all these singers and you mentioned Suzanne Steenkamp, Swanepoel, Mm. Anna Bender. There uh, are Paul Ferreira, yes. there are lots of them around
1: South Africa that have done sterling work Indeed. but they're hardly ever mentioned. Indeed, and now that's a shame because yeah. I think of, of Susanna, I mean she's worked with every big singer that there is. She needs to be much more known, yeah. actually.
0: Another musical family too, yes. because her daughter is a harpist, Amarili Ackerman. Yes, is Anna it? Bender's daughter. Yes. 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 Uh, we're sort of getting towards the end of the program now and i see you've chosen another mimi Kurze with the vienna Volksoper opera orchestra this yes. is
1: caro nome yes so this this particular recording of her i think is one of the most beautiful caro nomes that's ever been recorded if you listen to the timbre of her voice in this, her coloratura is just phenomenal. And her the musicality she provides in this is, it's unlike anything I've ever heard. And of course, at the end, she goes up to the high F. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which always pleases you. Indeed. Right? <laughs> and here it is. This is Mimi Kurza with the Vienna Opera Orchestra singing Caro Nome from Rigoletto. Caro Nome from Rigoletto by Verdi. That featured Mimi Kurza, who is... Uh, still going strong in Pretoria. Uh, a, she's not quite in her 90s, but she's certainly in her late 80s. She's 89. Still in 89 this year. Yes. That's amazing. I know
1: Mimi very well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 89. My gosh. So all these legends. And you're trying to promote their recordings now uh, by talking about South African opera stars of yesterday. And today and that's the Facebook group that you can go to if you're listening to this program and that's something which floats your boat then go to that Facebook group South African Opera Stars of yesterday and today which is run by my guest in people of note Andris Aldrich and for your final choice you've got some of the singers that probably you have used uh, in your concerts and that's something else you need to look out for is the concerts. Your next one you said was hopefully in May.
1: Yes, so hopefully I have an a All-South African cast opera gala on the 1st of May at the Rand Club in Johannesburg. And Tabang uh, Sinakal is one of their singers. Anina Wasserman, Kumbudlamini, Stienkam Swanapool will be the accompanist. So there's, we are nine in total. It's going to be truly wonderful. And how do people book for that? Um, bookings will happen at SIT Opera on their website. Uh, so you can just go have a look there yeah. and you can just follow me on my Facebook page as well and see information there.
0: Is that under your own name? Under my own name. Andris Aldrich. Aldrich, that's A-L-D-R-I-C-H. That's correct. Andris Aldrich, who's been my guest and to play out, we've got a whole group of people, Antoinette Ulefir, Anina Wasserman, Yanni Mulman, and Eric Fisser, uh, joined by the Brooklyn Theatre Salon Ensemble. Just tell us about the piece.
1: So this piece comes from Die de Maus, It's called Brüderlein und Schwesterlein. It's truly, it's a remarkable ensemble piece, and I thought this is a good one to end it off with, and it's because it's got the high notes at the end, and it's got beautiful ensemble work, and the melody is truly magnificent.
0: So that was Brüderlein from Die Fleur de Maus by Strauss, Johann Strauss, Antoinette Ullafir, Anina Wasserman, Janni Mulman, and Eric Fisser, performing with the Brooklyn Theatre Salon Ensemble. And the Brooklyn Theatre, sadly, has been another victim of COVID uh, and another outlet for singers gone. Indeed. Which is very sad. But I think Willem Vogel is working on things to keep something going. I'm sure. As
1: far as I know, they've got an online um, thing now. Yeah.
0: So online is the place to go. Yes. And just once more to say South African Opera Stars of Yesterday and Today is a Facebook group. And then if you want to know more about uh, Andris Aldrich, you can go to his own uh, Facebook site and website. Do you have a website? No, no website, just on Facebook. Just on Facebook, so there you are. And that's who I've been talking to for the last couple of hours here on Classic 1027. So I just want to say thank you to you, Andris, for coming in.
1: It's a pleasure, and thank you for inviting me, Richard.
0: It's a great pleasure, and thanks to Matabataba Hadebe, who helps me put this program together. And until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we say thanks for listening and a very good night.